0: to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode.
1: And welcome to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. The only podcast where the geeks drink at least one or two beers. We encourage you to sip along if you're of age. If not, grab a Pepsi or one of them Coca-Cola's. Spindrift. Or Spindrift. And listen to us chat about our pop culture Topic of the week. Yes. And so, um, before we get started, folks, on this week, we will to let you guys know where to find us. Obviously, you listening to us, so you found us there. But, find us on all of our social media platforms at Geek Drink Pod. Geek so, Drink Pod. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram... Twitter, if we ever decide to post again. Yeah. Um, I'm working on getting Discord set up for us as well. Yes. And um, we'll probably do a Twitch. Twitch. Uh, well, I know I we have.
2: Th- th- I got to get my ass kicked by Justin. <laughs> I mean, J-
1: JV. JV. All right. And I get a watch. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. I think we'll have to do it as a, like, the event where it's like, I'm going to be the commentator with the mic. I'm like, oh my God, Adam please He's in eighth place again. <laughs>
2: I was going to say, um, the other day, uh, my lady and I were playing uh, Mario Party. Okay. And now, Matt, you know how terrible I am at Mario Party. She wasn't doing so well. And she was getting really upset about it. I'm Just like, you're just a sore loser because this is how I am. 90% of the time. You should have made a TikTok just of so that. I
1: know, right? So oh. I was about to cry. Oh, I really want to see that as a TikTok then. Oh, very ugly crier.
2: Who is a pretty crier? There's was no just saying it's a good crier. <laughs> One roommate who was just like, oh, yeah, this girl I'm dating, she's so pretty. she provides. And I'm like, that is very creepy, <laughs> yeah did he lick her tears when she was done I, I don't just... know what he did I did not I was not in the room oh <laughs> he just was like she's so pretty when she cries and I'm like
1: had a correct alright well with that being said guys uh, we've kind of talked about um, <laughs> ugly, crying ugly, ugly crying and pretty crying, crying. that's our episode
2: <laughs> have a smell son Instagram, <laughs> Twitter <laughs> Facebook Myspace and so, Friendster Episode 23 What is a good cry I, right. I guess this kind of leads into
1: our topic of the week I guess, but before we get there uh, Let's talk about our drink of the week
0: Time to grab your beverage and join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week.
1: Okay, so I'll, I'll let you start, Matt, because you got... Uh... I'm drinking. The, so we're, we're switching it up. We're having each a different drink, and only because Adam and not have this last time yes. we, we did an episode with this drink. So Adam, I'll let you take a look at that one real quick. So I'm having a Two Towns
2: Cider House Cosmic explorer the raspberry cosmic crisp yes where is this one at it's oregon i believe oregon
1: yes it's real estate not like yeah, I am.
2: yeah corvus
1: oregon you have to see the other side of the panel it's like the most delightful thing you'll read so the top section so the cosmic explorer is
2: on a mission to explore new frontiers as we launch High gravity libations into zero gravity orbit using cosmic
1: crisp apples. And I am drinking a Coors banquet. You know, nothing wrong with the no, carpet. but it's I original. figured you had it, so I wanted to see what your take was on it. Um, Coors is just, it's usually a cooking beer for me. Either I'm drinking it when I cook or I cook with it. But, um. I actually cooked
2: with. With uh, banquet before it's yeah, actually I use it, it to marry my steak yeah it's actually pretty good I, I think I did uh, chicken
1: okay there you chicken.
2: go beer, ch- beer can chicken yeah something like that alright right.
1: well cheers yeah, cheers brother here's crisp yeah Whoa, and very raspberry I didn't taste the raspberry when I drank it really? yeah I get that like all like what it reminded me of I said on the last on that podcast with, with, with JV yeah it tastes like wine that's been carbonated. Okay, so like a like a like a prosecco or something. I mean, it's not that, but that's yeah. what it reminded me of. Okay, right. and I definitely get the apple, but oh yeah,
2: I got, a raspberry. Oh. I, I feel like I it it hit me a little like kind of mid palate. Okay, not to be too snobby about my mid palate.
1: I mean, we are drinking these out of cans. We're not, like, sniftering them or anything. We're doing what we got to (laughs) do. All right. Well, that being said, guys, we've had our drink of the week. We've talked about our ugly crying. Um, So now it's time to actually bring up the real topic of the week.
0: What are the geeks going to talk about this week?
1: This week's topic, video game Ask, Or I guess it's nothing but video game. Um, We're going to talk about Breath of the Wild, The Legend of Zelda. Speaking of crying. (laughs) Really? Well, I mean, we can get into this
2: a little later, but I mean, I always feel like the Legend of Zelda games,
1: they don't never tell you a lot. no, and I think, and we'll get into this a little bit more in depth here in a minute. Um, so what what when did you play this? How did you play it? What was your experience with Zelda with this game?
2: Okay, so um I when I first bought my Nintendo switch, I I bought Breath of the Wild, okay? Um, and, uh, I started playing it, but then, um, I was living, uh, my sister was living with me at the time and, uh, she was working a lot and I just was trying to be nice. And I was just like, Hey, if you ever want to borrow my Nintendo switch and, and play some games, you're more than welcome to, um, in which she, took that as, I'm giving her my Nintendo Switch and Breath of the Wild, which was not on the table at all. But, um, so I didn't get to play it a lot because she kept taking it to work. And so I was just like, okay, whatever, I got my Xbox, I got my PlayStation, I got my, I got all those. But I was like, oh, okay, I want to actually play through this game. And so it took me Forever to do it. And then I think she kind of broke my switch because the screen kept sh- like shuts off every few seconds, um, which makes it very difficult to play. Um, I can play it like on the big screen. Yeah, just fine. It's not a handheld anymore, but it's definitely not a handheld. And then um, my girlfriend got a she got a switch light she really enjoyed that but then she was like you know what i want to have the motion control so she got the oled switch and so that's when i've had a little bit more time to kind of play so um what about you what was your first uh so
1: well
2: actually i actually played this on the wii u
1: the first time that was the i think the last big Big release release on the wii u yep And and the first big release on switch um, so I was not a Zelda person, I'm still not really, um, in terms of Nintendo gaming, my wife is, and so she got this, like, day, re- day one release, we're hitting GameStop, I, we're at Park, we're at Colorado Mills, and she's finding the GameStop, and I needed my Breath of the Wild, um, thankfully it was on Switch, so people were buying that more than the Wii U copy, mm-hmm. um, and I watched her play, and I was like, okay, this is interesting, Because when I played some Zelda a little bit with her on the Wii, some ports over to the Wii, it's very linear gameplay. Go here, beat this dungeon, go back, get this sword, go to this dungeon. So it's like, okay, I'm not really into that kind of gameplay anymore. Mm -hmm. Watching her play this going, this is 100% open world. This is 100% you, I mean, the story is the story, but you dictate how you're hearing the story, which boss you're going to fight first. If you're even going to fight the bosses, you might just want a three heart trying to take out Ganon. Yeah, you can um, just go straight for it. <laughs> so for me, it was like, wow, this is pretty cool. So I watched her play through, it and I saw the story, and then I was like, I'm, I'm going to play this. <laughs> and I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't. I, I beat it all the way through. I didn't. I wasn't one of the piercings. Like my wife, she actually went and found every temple, um, not every Karak seed because we'd probably still be playing. Oh um, <laughs> nine hundred ninety nine of them, um, and. Um, we both played it, and we both played it again on the Switch now. Um, one thing I will say that is really apparent in my gameplay style versus my wife's gameplay style is she's like, we're gonna go to the Zora. We're gonna do all the Zora stuff. Then we're gonna go up to the, uh, to the volcano area. We're gonna do all that stuff with the Gorons. I'm very much a, oh, let's walk over here. I'm gonna do all this stuff. Oh, I found this thing that ties into the thing way over there. I'm just gonna walk all the way back. So... With the DLC they had come out and you can track your progress. Mm-hmm. My wife is very linear, like, I'm going here, we're going to go here, and maybe I'll backtrack. Mine's like, that, 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 All over the place. And that's kind of kh- how I play these open world <laughs> games. Like, if you ever saw me playing Assassin's Creed, my wife is laughing at me because I'm playing Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag again right now. Mm hmm. And I have now maxed out my ship and I haven't even got through the first third of the game because I'm like, I'm gonna do all these side quests. Also sort of like, well, my ship's now the most powerful on the seas and I haven't even been I kinda into the I, story. I've been replaying
2: uh Mass Effect Three and I have like <laughs> all the galactic readiness. Yeah. But I'm you're, like, you're, buffed out character ready big yeah, names. It's
1: just it is what it is. But um <laughs> so that's kind of, you know, my experience with Breath of the Wild and I really haven't played much Zelda, after that, I know I played Skyward Sword when it came out on Switch again, um, and Link's Awakening, but those are, like I said, kind of back to what Zelda was very story based, linear gameplay. But I've enjoyed it, but I, this was really my first foray into Zelda, and I was like, oh, this is this is taking a word out of Adam's vocabulary, this is delightful, delightful, yes. <laughs> So Adam, what what are your thoughts on Zelda? Uh, well, like, well, so, I should say. so like I
2: mean, I guess if if I want to kinda echo uh your uh comments beforehand, I I, I definitely want to say like so uh Twilight Princess was actually my first okay. big foray into Zelda. Um I had Legend of Zelda, Link. I uh, had uh Legend of Zelda 2 on the NES. I had ocarina of time i had majora's mask but i never like finished any of them because i i feel like i mean especially with the legend of zeldas they they don't tell you a lot no like you it's almost like you either have to have a friend that tells you the secret or you need the strategy guide which I haven't. I can't remember the last time I needed a strategy guide for a game. I don't
1: know. Do you have you ever used one? I think the last strategy guide I ever bought and used for a game was Metal Gear Solid Four. Okay, but it's just because I also got like the deluxe edition that came with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very much, especially now, even when I'm playing like redoing Assassin's Creed. Just I Google it real quick. Where's this at again?
2: Well, that's yeah. that's the easier thing to do nowadays. And I mean, even. Me replaying through like Mass Effect, I can just easily be like, oh, what system is this in? Oh, okay, yeah. I'll do that. I'll just um, Google
1: it on IDN or something real quick. Yeah,
2: but I mean, I, I think Zelda has always been one where you either needed that word of mouth or the um, oh, yeah. actual strategy guide to get you through it. And so for me, it was like the one of the first games was Twilight Princess for me, which I think was one of the earlier launch titles on the Wii it was and I had a great time with it and I I completed it and I did everything I could with it and then when they had their whatever virtual console on the Wii that's when I went back and played through like the first Legend of Zelda and the second Legend of Zelda uh, but still, I needed, like, the internet to kind of help me because, like, how the hell are you supposed to know, like, put a bomb in front of this wall and it'll blow open a secret passageway? Yeah. But uh, I think that's always been something that the Legend of Zelda games have always been good and not so good at is they don't tell you a lot. They just kind of hope that you figure it out or it's just kind of like sometimes it's very frustrating but sometimes it's actually kind of nice when you like actually figure something out and you're like oh i feel very
1: proud yeah i guess i didn't have that experience with this game because i watched my wife play through first there you go and her strategy guide was jv because he's always jv done or ahead of her in the game (laughs) he's always ahead of everyone in the game yeah um but I I think one thing I really enjoyed about this game and it's something you didn't see, you still don't see a lot in in open world games and then gaming in general is how interactive the environment was in a positive and negative fashion for for Link. Um, you know I think and I'll I'll bring it up in my hot takes a little bit later but like rain I can't mm-hmm. climb during rain. Um, if I'm holding something metallic and I'm going to get struck by lightning, especially in that one area of fighting trying to get one of the towers. Um, you could suffer from exposure, exposure if you're in a cold, cold. or or you die from burning up to death. Mm-hmm. I, that is so unique in gaming. You still don't see it, and it's I think it's pretty revolutionary that they had all these aspects to the game when you really haven't seen that in in Zelda games or much much games in general. You you know you see it a little bit. I remember I think it's Grand Theft Auto San Andreas where it's like I could eat a lot of fast food and make my guy fat. Yeah, things like that. So his endurance out. is down. But it was never this kind of level of, I okay, if I'm cold, I'm going to start dying. If I don't have the right gear on, I can start dying. yeah And if, I think, like...
2: If I swim like, and
1: I get tired, I'm going to drown. <laughs> yeah, I think games like
2: uh, um, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim added a survival mode mm-hmm. later on. It wasn't part of the full game initially, but you could at that point yeah you had to drink water you had to eat food you had to stay warm you had to do all these
1: things what made it fun for me too i think in terms of that interactivity with the environment is you could get really creative with how you defeated enemies i would i love going to oh there's a storm coming and like throwing a metal object in between all the enemies and just waiting for the lightning strike to hit and spray out yeah um things like that um I also liked how they used that environment in in the in the sheik temples or whatever they're called to use your runes and use your your abilities to to solve puzzles. Yes, it wasn't just a I'm going to go in here and fight an enemies. It's like okay, I need to use a bomb, but freeze it and float it and stasis it and smack it. And it was yeah. really fun in terms of that. It kind of almost felt like a platformer again.
2: Yeah, no, I I completely agree that. Uh, Definitely giving you kind of more options to solve puzzles. Because, I mean, in the original Legend of Zelda, like on the NES, there were puzzles. They were a little simpler, but there were puzzles. And same thing with all the other Legends of Zeldas that came out, like,
1: after. There were always puzzles that you could do. And And there was only one way to finish the puzzle. Correct. This, I think... It was designed, and I think it's really creative. There's different ways to beat the puzzle. Yeah. The end game's the same when you finally beat it. Um, my wife is in Twitch for watching me do things going, you made that way harder than it should have been. And I'm like, yeah, that's the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. But I made it look cool. Yeah. You know? But
2: it's like, I mean, I loved all the, the glider sections. And okay. I mean, like, going for the open world, it was just like you could literally look at, like, a tower and be like, I want to go and... That's yeah, going to that, that tower direction. And, yeah. like, do that. Um, one of the things I always found very interesting with the game was... Um, I forget which village, but there was one village where you had to, like, have a branch. And you had to light it on fire and then light these torches along the way. That was the, the first village where your house was yeah, 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 yeah. And you had to light these things. And also, your weapons break. <laughs> That's going to be a hot take for later. <laughs> okay, well...
1: But it was kind of like, oh, there was a lot that you could do. Yeah. It was, you know, I think the Nintendo and and the creators of this game were very smart in having this world be play it your way. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a, here's a game, here's how you beat it, here's how you have to do it. It was, I'm going to be fine. You do it in whatever order you want to do it in. Yeah. Do it how you feel you want to beat the puzzle. Eventually, you're going to get to Ganon. Eventually, you're going to have the Master Sword good
2: luck yeah <laughs> i mean i i i kind of would argue at times like i sometimes i don't want to say a more linear approach is something that's good for a game because i don't i don't think it always is like yeah. i, I kind of like the fact that i can i can go and do anything or or In what, what anywhere order. or do like it it didn't matter but I think the Legend of Zelda, especially, like, uh, again, going back to, it just doesn't tell you
1: No, and I what think what is going on. I guess from someone who jumped into the series so late, um, I enjoy that because it's not like I need to know all the lore and the backstory to understand it. I mean, yes, Zelda's got this very confusing timeline that I've, I've researched over oh, and over don't, again. Don't, don't, don't get into it's like that. I got a note. The Darker for... Link timeline and the, and the hero timeline and... Depends on where you were in Ocarina at time, how it works out, yeah. and this is like the furthest out chronologically game now. Yeah. Except for the sequel that comes out this year, thank God, finally. Um, but those are things I could look up later. I didn't have to know all those stories to understand Breath of the Wild because it is in it for me. It was a standalone story. This is yeah, and that's how I avoid viewed Zelda games. Is this is a Zelda game? It's a standalone story.
2: Yeah. I, I think Z- that it, that is the best way, way to describe it is it's always been Link is saving Zelda.
1: Here's how we do it this time. Yes.
2: And so I know that they've released like a like an encyclopedia or oh, something. Oh yeah. i where they try and make it like chronological in order, but mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? It's like it's hard to justify because I think Skyward Sword
1: chronologically is the first game.
2: I have no clue. Yeah, I've had recall. But it's like, I'm like, you know what? I'm completely okay being like, oh, hey, I turn into a wolf at some point. And it's dark. And yeah. maybe that's just its own story. yeah maybe and, are- of- maybe, like, and maybe, and if you go back to it, it's maybe these are the legends of Zelda. Yeah. And these are
1: stories that have been passed down and maybe
2: changed. Yeah. Throughout time.
1: And this game kind of explains that a little bit with like, hey, Link's the hero that's reincarnated over and over again, and Zelda's yes. the princess reincarnated over and over over again. And they do a very good job with that. Um, and I think they held faithful to the source material of Link doesn't talk. Yes. He is the silent protagonist. Much like GTA 3. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So I think I'll wrap up of this segment, Adam, with us talking about this part of Breath of the Wild. I think if you are not a Zelda player, but you like open world games, this is probably a good entry point for you.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you just you have to have a bunch of flexibility because I I mean, I'm a big RPG guy. I mean, I love the Mass Effect games. I love the Elder Scrolls games. I love all those but this one definitely threw me for a loop Mm -hmm. and I guess that might be a hot take later on but it's more the fact that I didn't know what was going on other than oh this is what I need to I need to do this I need to wide. I need to do this but it's like, I didn't know anything about, like, oh, I need to wear this specific outfit. I need to eat these specific foods. I, like, it was always kind of like, I always felt like I kind of was a little, like, out of the loop. hmm And, which is fine. Like, I, I love a game that can teach me something new. But it definitely was, def- uh, like a little frustrating for me sometimes where I was like, wait a minute. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Am I supposed to be eating these chili peppers right now? Am I supposed to be
1: wearing this right yeah. now? It's it, but think, a little frustrating. I think it's, it was fun because it, it, it went to that concept of. Figure it out. Yeah. Test it. See what works. Yeah. You know, I going to try this recipe combo and now I made this disgusting stew that actually will only give me half a heart.
2: Yeah. And so you, you kind of, you figure things out, but I kind of, I mean, and there has never been, I don't believe off the top of my head, uh, a difficulty option No, it's with just, a Zelda game. It's always just
1: here's what play.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and It's like
1: Mario. There's not a difficulty option. Yeah. You just, you play it. Yeah.
2: And so I just was always kind of like, for me, sometimes it gets frustrating mm-hmm. because I'm like, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to do this, or I... Picked the wrong direction to go, and now I have to walk like a mile and a half the other way to get back to this. And so that that was always kind of my issue with it. Whereas I felt like things like Twilight Princess were, I mean, I don't want to say linear, but
1: yeah, I see kind what you're of were. Yeah,
2: following a storyline, you were following kind of certain beats. Down down the road. Yeah, I understand that process. Of, that thought process. They of still it. weren't telling you a lot. But no. Like if you had the strategy guide, you were well informed and you could figure out puzzles pretty easily. Mm-hmm. But if you had no idea, you could still kind of figure it out. Whereas I felt like with Breath of the Wild, it was definitely like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And fair enough. Getting my butt kicked a
1: lot. <laughs> Uh, well, let's move in, Adam, since we kind of talk about that a little bit. Let's move into our hot takes.
0: Okay. Hot takes. What are they going to say this week?
1: I'll let you continue on that uh, that thread. Why that was a hot take for you?
2: Well, I mean, it's like things like sort of the breakable
1: weapons.
2: Like uh, the, Yeah, the, that's a hot take for me. But that's that, probably a different reason why. But it was just kind of like, okay, like I, I played games like I played uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion where you had breakable weapons. And I played other games where you had breakable weapons. But it just was kind of like, oh, this is something new and different because normally it's like oh you get a a sword in a game and you're like this is gonna last me my master hours. sword like, the whole time yeah but it's like no but it's like you could get a rusty sword and it's gonna break within a few hits or it's not gonna do as much damage and it's frustrating because you're trying to like you're you go into a situation feeling a lot more confident
1: than you should um I, I think for me on that point, th- my biggest peeve or qualm, I guess, about the breakable weapons in this one was because it was free roaming. I have a I have a tendency in games where you where I hoard things that I, I'm like I might need this I might need this I might need this so I hoarded all these great weapons that I never touched because I'm like I don't want this to break. It took me so hard to get the fire sword. I don't want to kill it. I don't want to hurt it. I don't want to hurt it. Yeah, and it's just like. But it or you, handy. Like,
2: fill up your inventory with a bunch of crap. <laughs> no,
1: I was very good about getting rid of, like, the stews and stuff that wouldn't help me. Mm-hmm. I was a person who ventured into the, like, the jungle and got a bunch of durian fruit and made, like, the ones that gave you, like, plus 20 hearts every oh, time you yeah. ate it. Because I was like, I'm ready now. I made stinky fruit food. <laughs> it's going to help me. All right. Um, I think for me, my biggest hot take, though, besides the breakable weapons, is... Like you said, lack direction. For me, was lack of direction in making items. Mm-hmm. Like, recipes and stuff. Like, I wanted a recipe guide. Like, I want Link to what walk into could, a home. What or if you could buy a book that was just like, oh, you could make this recipe. Yeah, but I mean, or, or just be like, I'm going to walk into this village, and in their in their place where you buy supplies, there's a recipe on the wall, and each village has a unique recipe, and you can learn it. Yeah. That had been something for me that would have been kind of felt like, I want to have done all the recipes. Um, because then, you, you know, you start creating these potions and these elixirs that boost your stamina, help you the cold or hot resistance. Yeah. Um, um I just wanted more of that because I was a person like, I want the the best cold resistance when I go to the cold area. I want mm-hmm. the best hot resistance. I want the one that gives me four stamina wheels because I'm going to try to climb this thing in the rain because I'm stubborn and I don't want to walk around. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I hear that. <laughs> um, so for me, that was kind of my hot take. I wish there was a little bit more... More of a guide for that. I, I'm good without the guide or without the directions to play the game because it was fun just to figure it out on my own. Yeah. You don't see that a lot, and so that, for me, it made it really unique. Um, but I think my other hot take besides that it's a hot take of my wife, and that's why I'm bringing it up was the animation style of the of the characters. Mm-hmm. The animation of the of the environment was really cool. It just was kind of weird out of place they had the cell shaded. Animation for the characters, but not so much anything else.
2: Okay. I can get behind that. I mean, I like for me, like, an, I guess another hot take was like, I mean, I remember playing through Elder Scrolls Oblivion and completely screwing up my character the first playthrough because mm-hmm. it just didn't make sense. And I had to restart the entire game and redo it. But it's like, with this, you can't really do that. It's like you're kind of just a blank slate from the beginning.
1: Yeah. Well, Emily kind of is in this game. He's yeah. Um But I think for me with the animation style, it wasn't it wasn't... It was a hot take in terms of visually. It was like, okay, it kind of took me out of it at first. Mm-hmm. I got to... I got used to it, so it didn't bug me so much. Yeah. But sometimes I see it and I go, oh, this was not the choice I would have made. But I also understand the limitations of the console.
2: Well, do you think it was a limited limitation due
1: to the Wii U's hardware versus the Switch's hardware? No, I think it was. A, I think it was a conscious effort. This is the design we're going with. It kind of fits with the design of the characters we've seen for the past few years mm-hmm. in other games. It's kind of not so much cel shaded, but kind of flat looking. Like,
2: I, I will say, like some of the Legend of Zelda games were like artwork wise were. Gorgeous. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I I hate to keep bringing up Twilight Princess, but I think that was one of the most gorgeous
1: games I've ever played, just oh, yeah.
2: as, in terms of
1: art direction. And I think that's the thing that Zelda's done well, is each game has its own unique art style and take on the look of the world. You know, look at Skyward Sword, it's kind of cartoony, po- polygony. Yeah on purpose, even though it wasn't an N64 game. Yeah,
2: and then you had, like, Wind Waker. Wind which Waker. Was very, like, cartoony. Yeah,
1: and then you have this, which is a little bit more mature-looking, but you have Twilight Princess, which is that 3D, very beautiful rendering of everything. So I think that's one thing that Zelda does well, is each game's going to have its own unique art style yeah. that you play as.
2: Okay. I can get behind that. Yeah. Um, do you have any other hot takes for us today? No, I think I kind of covered... Okay. That's like
1: our... everything was kind of covered in our discussion and that's fine i we, we can that's fine with me um I would say, um not that I want to do a, a round of fantasy casting with this one, but what would you do to make this into a series? Oh. say we had to make this into a Netflix series you know it's hard because
2: I think first off, it's like the the narrative is so loose yeah, um. It would definitely be, you need a very, you need someone who could play Link, but do you keep Link
1: silent? You do. I think to be faithful, you have to keep Link the silent protagonist. Or
2: just like a, a lot of Wilhelm screams. But it's like, do you, like that, that's where I'm kind of at is like, do you keep Link silent? Um, Princess Zelda, you could probably have fully voiced, you could yeah. probably have every other character like pr- you do
1: here, which is just, yeah. My wife was kind of like, Oh, not, most of the time they don't talk, it's just yeah, they, they're, they're just like, yeah. <laughs> um, so I will say this, and I haven't watched it yet, but I'm very intrigued to watch it. It's Kaleidoscope on Netflix. Have you heard about it? I have not, so it's got about it. Um, it's got uh, well, what's his name, Carlos Esposito, hmm. it's a high series. But no one watches it in the same order. Netflix randomizes the episodes. Oh, okay. So every episode's a color. Green, blue, red, yellow. So you watch the heist in a different order every time you watch through it. Okay. And so that it makes it fun because it. Does, it I can watch it and go in this order and then you can watch it and be in a different order. So we can't really discuss it until we finish it. And the way I saw it changes the narrative of the heist and the way you see it. Mm-hmm. So I almost think that I, I need to watch it, but I, and maybe I'll come back with a different opinion, but you can do a Zelda game in that aspect. Okay. The first and the last episode are the same, but the middle episodes are done in a random order. That way it's kind of exploring as you go, kind of like the game was.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I can see that. Because I think if you made this into a series, I always went for... Um, I think it was the Zora first where I could get the healing, the extra the extra life when I die and the automatic yeah. regenerates. I always went for that first, but someone may go to the Rivali and get the get the flying part. Or mm-hmm. so I think each person played it differently for that part of it too. So I could see Curious being like, Well, that's not the way you play it through. Yeah. You have to go in this order so it makes sense.
2: Yeah. And we can we'll have to do a whole other episode on my uh Mass Effect TV show I'm working on. All right, nice. <laughs> um <laughs> coming soon to I don't know. Amazon know. I think it was Amazon. I
1: don't know. I I'd, I'd, I'd like to be the one to write it. like Henry Cavill, you're playing my lead and here's your script. See, I don't know who he'd
2: play in it and we we'll get into this later. <laughs> we're not we're not doing this right now, but um but no, I I could see something like that. Like having like a Kind of a jumbled story or a story kind of out of order because Legend of Zelda is all out of order. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I always thought of it as more of like an oral tradition where it was
1: like this is sort of a
2: story being told and the details are fuzzy, but. (laughs) And every year it gets a little different because it depends on who's telling your story. Exactly. So I kind of was like that that could be the the way to go. Fair enough.
1: All right. Well, before we wrap up the episode, Adam, give me your Geek Wreck of the Week.
0: It's time for the Geek Wreck of the Week. What are the geeks going to recommend?
2: I'm going to keep it keep it going um, with... Uh, oh, same as last week? You're talking about lightsabers again? Uh, No, not lightsabers, but swords. Because <laughs> um, um, I'm oh. a bit of a swords
1: geek as well. Yeah, so. I, I remember your significant other being very thrilled when... Um, she was having her broken ankle, and you were hanging swords and
2: <laughs> well. She had no choice in the matter, so um, but she couldn't get down the stairs. She could not get down the stairs, but um, the website fireandsteel.com they are really good for doing uh, uh, Lord of the Rings weapons, they also do uh, the Witcher weapons, um, they do a bunch of uh, different uh, weapons, um, they're they even do, like, anime stuff, um, if
1: that's kind of what you're into. Yeah, Demon Slayer I see here, Naruto.
2: Yeah, they even have a Legend of Zelda one. Um, but um, I'm, a, like, I, going through high school, I actually studied uh, sword fighting and yes, all we did. that. So I that. I, uh, I was very interested in, uh, when I saw this website, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, you can choose from TV Other shows. Oh, that's well, what they have. Oh, they got. I want like, a bat left now. <laughs> but um, but they have like tons of different uh, weapons online, and uh, like the one thing I really like about them is they have actual like stands or hanging, putromans oh. to.
1: And it's Canadian too. Yeah,
2: so I just was kind of like, you know what? I like this because uh, I definitely would love to decorate my entire house. Yeah, you know, a bunch of swords and axes and <laughs> and stuff. But uh my my girlfriend will probably not let me do it. But uh Thundercats,
1: we got a Thundercats. All right, what do you got?
2: Uh you got the swords from Thundercats.
1: All right. right, swords of omen.
2: Yeah, and then they have like the Firefly pistol, so
1: Mal's pistol. Yeah. Um but Hellboy, they, Cl- Alita, that's cool. Ooh, Assassin's Creed. What do I get from Assassin's Creed?
2: Yeah, they got a bunch of
1: shit. Oh, the tomahawks.
2: Yeah. It's all right. But I'm like, uh, this is how I'd want to, like, decorate my house is just a bunch of swords <laughs> and axes and knives and
1: stuff. No one would break into Adam's house because he come right down the stairs with a sword. Well, I'm actually trained with them, so I, I can... not say you were trained. I'm just saying, you're going to break into the house and there's a guy naked. I'm
2: being behind us, Matt, and I'm like, all I see is a bunch of Enterprise and other... Um, Starfleet. Yeah, shoot. First,
1: ask questions later. You yeah,
2: know, well, <laughs> like, and then I see an elder wand, and then what's the is that Hermione's or no Ginny?
1: Ginny's and yeah, Megan's wand.
2: Okay, I think um, I think my lady has the uh, has Ginny's wand, but I have uh, Sirius Blacks and uh, Newt's Commander, who is my favorite character. But way. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a Hufflepuff and proud. So my wife, and I
1: am a Slytherin for some reason. Yeah, and yeah,
2: it was a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Alright.
1: Well, I my geek record of the week is that 90s show. I talked about the trailer coming out a few weeks ago. Okay. Watched the first half of the season so far, and it's fun. It's a good throwback to that 70s show. If you watch that 70s show, um I I laugh out loud with this one. And it's not easy for me to do that with some comedies, but this was one of those like, ah, oh Tommy Chong. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's my Wreck of the Week. I recommend you guys going to watch that, especially if you like Kitty and Red. Their chemistry is on point still. Um, Red is just, it's fun to watch Red be the hard-ass he was, but now there's the internet and him trying to figure out the 90s. Oh, yeah. And still have teenagers in his house that he's pissed about.
2: There you go. Yeah. Well, I guess another one we should recommend, um... The Last of Us. The Last of Us. And we
1: will do a whole as we're soon gonna, as it's over. Yeah, the season. We will we will jump on it and we will talk about it because we're watching it as it goes. Um, at it, it's Amazing, by the yeah. way. That's the recording episode two is coming out in a couple hours. So, yeah. so I I'm super excited. But um, I mean I'll do I'll just do a real quick spoiler alert on it the sequence in the first episode where they're running from the outbreak... No, no, that's sad. No, no, I'm not talking about that part of it. I'm talking about just visually how they did it matching the gameplay and and that cut sequence from the game where they're in the truck and Mm -hmm. you see it from from his daughter's point of view. Yeah. It wasn't shot for shot, but it was damn close and it was damn good.
2: Well, and I guess the... um, The showrunners did uh the the miniseries chernobyl yes which if you have not seen that's another geek
1: of the week i felt that that influenced especially during that first scene when i talk about realistic and it was just like hard hitting it was just like i felt chernobyl-ish yeah it it, that's
2: a verb now well it just it everything hit a little harder and i think uh and I mean, I, I guess we kind of like a lot of people disagree on this, but I I will say my impression of The Last of Us is it's less of a zombie film, more of a like a father daughter no, it's not, it's not, it's love not, story. Series, it's not like, a zombie
1: series. It's a catalyst for the story. Yeah. But it is not the story. It's not playing. It's not Walking Dead. It's a exactly. It's a father daughter story taking place during a. Zombie. mushroom zombie apocalypse yeah it's it's in the
2: background it's there but it is not the focal point which I think is going
1: to make it a very good adaptation I, I agree I agree alright well that with that being said folks um, that's been another episode of the have a drink with some geeks podcast hopefully you've had a few drinks listen to us ramble on about Breath of the Wild today yes and if you haven't had a few drinks that's okay too Nothing wrong with that. Catch up, catch up. Come on, chug, <laughs> chug, chug. Hey. Hey. <laughs> don't don't chug, don't chug because you're probably listening to this while you drive, and that's legal. Please do not. Legal. Um, with that being said, folks, make sure you give us a like, give us a uh, comment, give us a review on all of our social media platforms at Geek Drink Pod. Tell us what you think of Breath of the Wild and what your first experience with Zelda was. Yes.
2: All right, and well, then, then we'll put up. Uh, We'll put
1: some polls up and get well, some... The,
2: yeah, yeah, let's put up some polls and... Uh, like, see, so you kind of... Like, I want to get your guys' feedback. I want to I see what where people are at in terms of uh, what they're thinking about and... Yeah.
1: What they want us to talk about. All right, folks. Well, that does it for us. We want to thank you guys for listening. Make sure you, uh, you tell a friend. Tell a friend who's played Zelda to listen to our
2: podcast. Yes. Or tell a friend to play Zelda and then... Listen to our podcast,
1: or play Zelda while listen to our podcast. That'd be kind of confusing. That
2: might be, all over. yeah. Don't don't you, do... can't Get
1: the going. <laughs> all right, folks. Well, that does it for us this week. You guys have a great Geek Week. All right, take it easy.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye.